Welcome to episode number 56, Home Sweet Home. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast, episode 56. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, Heck, Manny, and Gabe. And we have special guest with us, Daryl Burks. And uh, this episode is titled Home Sweet Home. In this episode, we have special guest and realtor, Daryl Burks. In this episode, we discussed real estate investing, the truth about your favorite real estate reality TV show, and the competitiveness of real estate industry. We talk about the importance of negotiation skills, advice for people looking to get involved in real estate, and we wrap the episode up with quotes from Anthony Hitt and Andrew Carnegie. Um, So there you have it, folks. Uh, how we like to kick things off is from a definition from dictionary.com, and we define the term realtor, a person who works in real estate business and is a member of the National Association of Real Estate Boards or one of its constituent boards and abides by its code of ethics. All right, fantastic. So since we have Daryl Burks with us uh, on the line, live with us, um, Daryl, can you please give us a brief bio and explain who you are and what you do? Okay, sure. Um, I am a realtor here in the South Florida area, uh, primarily located in uh, Miami, and I've been doing this for 20 years now, since uh, uh, 1999, well, almost 20 years, since 1999. Uh, What I do is uh, I sell and I represent sellers and buyers of real estate uh, in my uh, area, and also uh, I do a, a huge rental business. Uh, I um, moved to Miami about 20 years ago. Uh, I moved here from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the, the weather was much nicer here, <laughs> and the real estate market and the real estate market is uh, is more is interesting here because South Florida changes all the time, and you meet people from all over the world. That's fantastic. Nice. So uh, the real estate business, right? It's a highly competitive profession. And uh, your yep, website, sure DarylBurksHomes.com, states that you sold over $200 million worth of real estate. How in the wow. world did you do it? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, it's, it's like getting on the phone. Uh, you know, it's like any sales thing. You get on the phone and you knock, door, knock on doors. And I'm on the phone every morning for a couple hours that I'm out knocking on doors. And what I do is I meet pe- try to meet people and convince them that I am the realtor for them to get their property sold, rented. And also uh, I have a lot of buyers coming in on my website that are looking for properties, and I, I'm the one to find them the property. And that's, it's just, um, that's it. That's, that's what you do. And you, you do it every single day. You have to be consistent. So being consistent in, uh, you know, fulfilling the need and, uh, you know, creating that kind of that want out of the buyers. That's fantastic. That's a, that's good salesmanship, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you take any classes? Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, I took class. I went to real estate school and the biggest real estate school here in South Florida is called Gold Coast Real Estate. And uh, I went to real estate school and then after graduating from real estate school, you continue to do education. You, every you go through training, and you go through training cons- all the time. 
So um, and the training is not just uh, going to class. The training is what your company offers uh, that you're affiliated with. Uh, and also um, a lot of the training you get is online now from blogs and, and trainers throughout the, throughout, actually throughout the world. That's fantastic. And uh, I know the, the real estate uh, industry, just like every other industry, is constantly changing. Um, I know in my profession, you have to constantly keep up with they call it continuing education uh, things. And and since we're talking on a topic of education, so you attend seminars provided by your companies and and you know all the associations that you're involved with. Yes, I do. I mean, I probably attend uh, a training or a seminar at least once a month. Because the market changes uh, all the time. And we have a lot of new construction and a lot of new neighborhoods that are being created. So in order to stay on top of uh, of that uh, that, uh, wheel, uh, I have to go to uh, some type of seminar or some type of training every month to to be relevant in the marketplace. So in in, the, in these uh, you know networks I'm sorry in these seminars that you attend I'm sure there's a lot of networking that goes on in, in a lot of industries there's the uh, the good old boys club is, is that happening in real estate kind of like the secret societies of real estate or is that just a myth? Uh, no, no, it's not. It's not. That's not it at all uh, because the market is very competitive um, and way the, um, the real the real estate market is. Um, organized uh, here in, in, in South Florida and probably throughout the state of Florida is that you're, you are the last, it's all about contacts. Yeah. And the contacts out there are new people coming into the area all the time. So you have to figure out how to capture them. And, and like I just said, the way I capture them is, you know, making the phone calls, knocking on the doors, you know, doing social media, big on social media, very big on social media. That's fantastic. So it's a perfect example of people who are stagnant. It doesn't matter if you're a veteran. That that's not going to get your sales. Um, and sure, maybe your name will you know reel in a couple deals, but uh, staying relevant and uh, constantly, I guess, sharpening your tools is really going to get you to be that that uh, the most, I guess, the most relevant uh, relevant realtor out there. And that's that's what people want. They want someone who's actually going to sell, not only just sell their home. Anyone could sell their home, right? Yeah, exactly. I can sell your home too. It'll take me five years, but I'll sell it. <laughs> yeah. You want someone who's going to get it in and out, right? Is that right? Or yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is that uh, you have to be aggressive, and you have to convince you know that once you make that contact, that you are the person who can get it sold. And um, and it's got and being knowledgeable about the property and about the neighborhood, um, that is a key factor. It sounds like it, and you sound like the person who who someone would go to. Considering I visited your website, and uh, you have on there several million dollar properties. I mean, how do yes, you how yes. do you? La- I mean, one of them was like an eight million dollar property. So I mean, how are you right, landing right. these? Are you landing these exactly how you're saying um, by just going yeah, exactly. out? Exactly. I mean, it's it's a, it's a matter of. Picking up the phone every day, every morning, uh, and making a phone call. And if I can't get to them through the phone, it's walking right up to the door, knocking on the door, and uh, introducing myself and, and, and trying to generate uh, a relationship with that owner. This the way it's done. You know, it, it's, there's no other way of getting around it. You know, there's no magic pill. 
what I what I appreciate about uh, your website it's, is that it featured um, you know rental properties as well as um, you know properties to buy. You you had this crazy range, and when me and my wife were in the market, uh, this the the realtor that we use also sold a million dollar home a week before, and we 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 purchased a home in the low six figures uh, of a house, and she treated us like if we were millionaires. Um, how, how do you maintain, or do you treat all your, 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 uh, your- yeah, I, I treat all, I treat everyone the same. I mean, today, tonight I got a lead, a lead off of a gentleman that's moving from New York to Miami and he just wants a thousand dollar a month, um, uh, place to rent, uh, cause he's got to getting the job here. Right. And I, and I treat him just as the same if I had a, a call from a uh, like I just had one. I just had a call from a, a $2 million customer from China. I treat the bo- both of them the same, exactly the same. Because I, I just believe that, you know, I'm here, this is a service business. So I'm here to service whoever wants to buy, rent, or sell real estate, and the, the, the number doesn't matter. You know, I'm here to do as many transactions as I can uh, that's my personal goal: is to do as many transactions as I can, and it, it, in the in the money comes, and the dollars come after that. That's fantastic. Yes. Uh, w- without you know going over into you know spilling anyone's privacy uh, as to who it was, whether it's a celebrity or not. But do, do you mind sharing what what was one of your biggest um, you know real estate deals to date? Yeah, I um, to date, uh, probably my one of my biggest real estate uh, deal was. Um, I sold a, uh, a twenty million dollar a home about wow. uh, um, that was about uh, four years four years ago, and it was a great home. It was a waterfront home, and uh, actually the home wasn't even on the market. <laughs> and uh, I had a particular buyer who wanted that piece of property, and um, I went in and, like I said, knocked on the door. I called and. He gave me an appointment. I came to talk to him and said, I've got someone who really wants your property. And we sat down, and for about six months to a year, uh, we uh, negotiated the deal, and we got it done. That's awesome. wild. What's your thought process? I mean, obviously, the first time you did it, walking up to a random person's home that you haven't met or created a relationship with and knocking on the door and saying, hey, I want to sell your property, even though you're not technically selling your property. Well, you know, my thought process is, you know, when I go up, you know, I've got a, I've got a yes attitude. Yes, this person's going to want to sell the property. Of course, you knock on more doors to say no than say yes. But if I have to have, I have to have the attitude that it's going to be yes. And it's going to be somebody. You know, there's got, you know, I always said there's somebody out there that wants to sell their property. Right. So that's the attitude that I have. And the mind frame that I have is that, you know, somebody is going to want to sell their property today. And I've got to... And my goal is to find that one person every day. If I can find one person every day, I figure it's 360 people a year, and that translates into a lot of transactions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> so under, um, under the experience portion of your website, you have the following statement. With a smile and without losing an ounce of serious professionalism, I have and will continue establishing a new level of excellence in real estate. Can you explain that statement? Yeah, what it is that you know, people who buy and sell real estate want to like the person. 
So I, I keep that in mind that, you know, although that I am, I feel like that with all the years of experience that I have and with the education and I have all the, the tools and the resources and the skills to get your property owned, but it, that kind of negates itself if the customer doesn't like me. So I want to let them know that I'm in their corner and I do everything I can to make sure that, uh, that we have a good relationship and that, that we like each other. Fantastic. So on your website, you have, you know, you basically show all, you know, all your earned awards year in and year out. Uh, I guess my question is, how do you maintain such a high level of excellence? Like doing it one year, you know, you know, number one realtor of 2013, that's fantastic. But you do it literally consistently year in and year out. How do you maintain not only the high level of energy, not only, you know, the passion for a business, but the level of excellence uh, you know, regarding the business and, and what do the, uh, rewards, uh, or awards mean to you? Well, I mean, the award is a byproduct, you know, um, it's, you know, the, the award comes because I, because of the number of transactions I do and then, and the sales volume that I do. And basically the award is a byproduct of that. And to consistently do that is that, you know, I wake up every morning with a goal, uh, you know, there's not a morning that I will wake up with a goal. And as I mentioned beforehand, one of my goals is, is to get some, an appointment with someone who wants to buy or sell or rent real estate. And, and it's every single day, you know, that I get up and I do that. And I do have to, you know, I, do, I, I try to take one day off a week, but even that day off, if somebody want, contacts me and wants to buy and sell real estate, I'll uh, put down, you know, whatever I'm doing and, and, and attend to that matter. So it's, it's setting a goal every single morning when you wake up. And uh, that's how I maintain it. And I, have a, I get a mind frame in the morning. I, uh, I have affirmations in the morning that, you know, what I'm going to do for that day. And then it, and I stay, stay with that frame of thought throughout my day until I go to, go to bed at night. I have dinner and go to bed at night. That's awesome. So uh, we all know, not regardless of what business you're in, it's not all you know flowers and you know butterflies. What's the hardest thing about real estate? That may be something that people don't know or understand. You know, um, you know, I see people all the time on social media saying, "Oh, I just became you know like a realtor. Uh, my life is about to change." But yeah. it's not that easy. We all know. Well, the realists know it's not that easy. Um, so, so, what in, in your opinion, what's the hardest thing for you uh, about real estate? I think the hardest thing is because this is such a competitive field, uh, is is convincing the consumer that I'm in, I'm I'm going I'm there for them, and that I'm here to make a smooth transaction and to convince them of that, and then also educate them in the uh, process because uh, you know reality TV is kind of kind of hurt us in a way. Uh, it's because it's, it's sound bites, and uh, although the, the methods they, that they portray uh, is true, but the time frame can be much longer, and the stress between the buyer and seller uh, uh, can be uh, much greater than is, is portrayed. So it's kind of convinced the buyer and seller the reality that 
Uh, we're gonna try. We're gonna make a smooth transaction, uh, but there will be from time to time uh, difficulties. But that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So since you touched upon it, uh, these shows like uh, Million Dollar Listing, you know, they they do make real estate look fairly easy. It just looks like they get in a couple arguments, and that's that. And even those arguments make it seem like that was just for the show. Yeah. Um, aside from what you just said, you know, cause they just provide us with sound bites. How, how else are they, you know, providing a disservice, uh, for the viewer to the viewers? Well, you know, you know, you know, some people say it's a disservice and what I, I don't really think it's a disservice cause it does heighten, uh, to know that, you know, uh, you know, real estate, our economy is based on real estate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the TV, TV reality shows, it's a service to us, but the disservice that may that you bring it up maybe, like I said, is the, the simplistic uh, version that is portrayed on TV. Uh, it's like anything that you see in a drama, or uh, you only get sound bites, you only get clips, and um, it's a it's a process. It's a, in reality, it's a process. Now, in a couple of these shows, there's. Um I see these realtors. I don't know if this is just something for the show or what, because it's not my background, obviously. Um, but what, what you said, there is the service that it provides because it does kind of give a behind-the-scenes look at what realtors go through, even if it is, it may be, you know, like a blown-up, exaggerated yeah, view. Like a dramatization of it. Yeah, or the dra- yeah, the little bit of added drama. But there's some stuff that we never got to see before, right? If Unless you're a realtor or you're in the business, you never got to see that. So, um, you know, in that, I, I seen some of the, the the realtors reach out to their contacts, their personal contacts, whether it's email or you know uh, phone phone contacts for selling properties. Is that a normal technique, or is that something that's exaggerated on television? Yeah, well, it is. It's a normal technique. I mean, you know, we we live in a very high pace world, and people are very very busy. So um, it's email, it's uh, it's text. Um, uh, it's phone calls, and believe it or not, it's very little phone calls uh, because people are so busy that they rather receive email and texts um, uh, as, as a form of communication and going back and forth than uh, a phone call because it interrupts, you know, whatever their their, their busy day is entailed. In, in so um, yeah, you know, email, texts, and like I said, even social media. You know, using the um, the features in social media to to stay in contact with your with your clients, it, it's it's imperative. You know, you just couldn't do your business unless you used that. There, I, I have a question for you. I mean, you started in '99, and I'm assuming. I mean, the internet was just kind of in its infancy, um, and you've kind of lived through in your career the kind of the evolution of the internet. How has that changed real estate from when you you know first entered the game? Um, oh, it's a complete change. It's a complete, complete change. You know, I, uh, when I started real estate, uh, you had a cell phone, and then you had a comp- you sit at your desk with a computer, and that's basically the two things that you you had. But now um, it's you're mobile. You're completely mobile. Right. So the the. The cell phone has changed now, and now it's a smartphone. And then you have your iPad because people, if if you're taking a buyer around, and for example, if they ride by a house and they said, "I like that house," 
I can immediately say, let me look it up and let me find out. And maybe we can knock on the door and go in and see if the owner wants to, wants to sell it. I mean, things are that, are, are that, are that different now. Everything is, is really mobile. Everything is, you know, you don't sit at your desk anymore. I'm at my desk now, and I usually at my desk in the morning and in the evening. But during the day, I'm out, you know, out in the marketplace. And that's the big difference because back uh, when I started real estate, we used to print out uh, the listings, uh, uh, make appointments on the listings, and you did all of that at your desk. And then you took your pile of paper and then you took your buyer out to see properties. These days, you take your iPad and your smartphone, and and then you hit the hit the streets, and that's 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 much much different. And then you have access to even doing uh, comparative market analysis on a particular property you're interested in. Uh, you do everything you know in your hand with that customer versus that downtime where you said, okay, let's go back to the office and let's uh, let's do the numbers. There's no more going back to the office. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, I know, you know, for the last 10, 15 years or so, the buzzword in the real estate business has been, you know, flipping homes and flip this house and they have reality TV shows on this stuff. Is that, do you work closely with flippers or it doesn't matter? You're just kind of whoever wants to buy and yeah, sell. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's a portion of my business. And, um, and it's like anything, it's, it's very cyclical. So um, it, it just depends on if a customer comes to me and says they're in the business of flipping a product, property, then we'll sit down and talk about it and let's, let's look and see what we can find. You know, let's look and see what we can find in the marketplace. Now, on your website, you state that you have strong negotiation skills. What's what's the secret to having that? Uh, I know earlier you had mentioned, um, you know, you are providing a service, uh, but when you do talk about, you know, convincing the people, um, the buyers or sellers, to 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 let them know that you are their guy, what what's the secret to that? Um, you know, it's all about you know the personal connection. Um, we're, we're still a people business, no matter technology is not going to replace, uh, what we do as far as, uh, building confidence and, and letting the customer know that, uh, only though we have the skills and the experience, but, um, it's having that personal connection, uh, with them. So, uh, that is, I think that's, that's the key is it's, it's being, it's honesty and, 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 and listening and, you know, providing, you know, the service that, that the, the client wants. That's interesting because I just uh, basically like attended a somewhat seminar today and we we're talking about communication and part of communication. It was talking about a lot of people think that, you know, communicating is effectively um, conveying your message, uh, but the, that's just half of it. The other half is effectively listening yeah. uh, to what the message is being told by your counterpart. So it's interesting that you said that uh, the, the listening aspect that right there is going to help sell. because yeah. if you it's are, the best way to contour it towards that person is to obviously find out what that what they actually need. Exactly. Um, so I know you, as you just mentioned, you've dealt with tons of buyers and sellers over the year. Could you give us any horror stories or extremely you know difficult people you had to work with? Anything that comes out of the top well, of your I mind? Well, I mean, you know, there's always difficult people, but, you know, I think the most difficult thing is if it's, if it's difficult, it's because a client is, is, is something else is happening in their life. 
Yeah. And of course, it's, they're going to throw it on the first person in front of them, and you're handling the largest uh, asset that they have, most likely. So uh, anything that's happening in their life is uh, is going to be uh, channeled through uh, this transaction that you're working on or trying to work on with them, and. Talk about it's not really a horror story because I really know what that's going on there. Uh, only thing about it, it can make you know you just can't take you don't take it personally. So I really don't have any horror stories. The only horror stories that may occur is when you have two parties that don't who made an agreement and then they uh, just they tend to break that break that agreement. Then that that becomes a horror story. Yeah. So what they they kind of initially said they would agree to something and then when it ha- transpires they kind of back out yeah exactly yeah. and and it's really not a horror story for me it's really a horror story for them and i you know and it, it's unfortunate but um there's always a resolution how, how is it usually the buyer or the seller that usually backs out in your experience it it, it, it could be 50 50 50 it's, oh, okay. it's, it's not it's not particularly yeah oh, wow. So, you know, with, with all the, you know, the ups and downs kind of we're talking about, how does one stay passionate for nearly 20 years? And, and, and what's your favorite part about real estate? Well, you, I stay passionate about because you have, you have to love the whole aspect of what real estate is. You know, real estate is finding property, homes, investment property, um, and enjoy the aspect of of what it is you, you like homes i like condos I, I i just love the brick and mortar of the whole aspect of you know what this was with the history of it you know i went in yes this last week into a 1932 uh apartment building and and, and then you think about the history throughout those years what's what's happening so that's kind of the passion and then as you get ready to try to put a transaction together, you know, you're thinking that, you know, it was here in 1932. This part is going to be here when I'm gone. So, you know, it's, you're furthering the legacy of this brick and mortar. And I get excited with the architecture of, of, of years past and then the new architecture that's going up now. And just thinking that, you know, that architecture in 1932, this is architecture in 2000. 17 can can you imagine that you know in in the year uh you know 3000 you know what's what's it going to look like you know so you have all those you know that kind of makes it gives you a passion and then what i love about it is being in the south florida market you meet people from all over the world i mean i have met people from like i said from from china and from india and all these are my clients you know from all over the world that i uh that I have, and I, I love service them in the South Miami area and being able to hear their experiences too. So it just gets me excited every day. That's all. No, I mean that that has to be an exciting thing when you think about you know what you said. It's some for for most people, for ninety nine percent of people out there, unless there's some level of high level of entrepreneur, this is their biggest asset uh, that they have, whether it's purchasing or selling. And, and that's, you're the guy to, you know, help navigate them through, um, this entire process. Um, now, now when it comes to new buyers, um, you know, maybe it's just like a young couple, um, or just like a single person, young professional, whatever, someone buying for the first time, 
is is there do you kind of like guide do you feel like there's more of like a guiding tactic that you use more so or is it kind of just you go through the same process um i know you did say you treat everyone the same but i mean like is there more explaining to do is it you know more in depth or you know everyone is the individual that's what makes the business exciting there's not one buyer or one seller that's alike so there's no package yeah. You know, and so you have to sit down and listen to see what their needs are, what their real estate needs are, and then, you know, map it out from there. So, so for someone looking uh, who's looking to get into real estate, uh, where should they begin? The well, first thing they should do, I think, is, um, well, of course, you have to go to real estate school, but first thing you need to do is, uh, is this something that, um, uh, do I love this business? Mm-hmm. First thing, do I love sales? Uh, do I like... You know, working, uh, there's no nine to five. There's no Monday through Friday. Um, and uh, do I have, is, is it a passion? You know, do I love uh, selling? And we're, we're, sell, we're in a business of selling. So you really have to first say, am I, am I a salesperson? Am I a salesperson? And if I'm a salesperson, then I think you're 50% there. That's incredible. Uh, we did hear, um, you know, uh, in the personal development industry, they talk about, you know, getting into sales early on in your life, even if you can. Uh, I know back in the day, they literally used to sell encyclopedias door to door. But they said that just to get that kind of, to maybe get that feel for, am, am I built for this? Mm-hmm. And also to get the nose, uh, you know, in front of your face and you having to, you know, be able to go through that emotional uh, roller coaster and yet still perform. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the hardest part is. Um, even even in, in, in investing in the stock market, they always say you have to have a gut for it. And you don't understand that until you put your money on the line and you see that account drop down to nothing. And then two weeks later, it goes back up. So it's just this crazy roller coaster. Um, um, can, can you speak to anything to the point of like handling your emotions? Like in the back of your mind, for example, like you're about to close this like fantastic deal uh, and you know, obviously, you have multiple deals on the table, and then another deal that was supposed to go through kind of fell through. How do you keep that, you know, moving on to the next customer without it, you know, your emotions affecting this new deal? Well, you know, it's 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 you don't. It's just you don't. You know, it's every customer is uh, you put 100% focus in that customer, and you don't let, um, you know, the the previous transaction, if it falls through, the fact the next transaction, and that's all. And that's about sales. You get up. You know, the, the most successful salespeople is the ones that fall down and get right back up, and um, and that's what you have to do. Yeah, and you know, and you know, you're going to fall down. You know, you're not going to be 100 percent all the time, but you know, you have to get right back up, and that's you know, that's part of sales. You just you know, all you do is just say, okay. Um, you know, you took my hour, but you're not going to take my day, so I'll get mm. back up and start all over again. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, there was a guy that I was listening to a, um, a real estate, inv- I'm sorry, a uh, stock investor, and he was talking about, um, they asked him kind of like a similar question. He was talking about uh, he desensitizes himself. Hmm. He's like, it sounds very strange, but he's like, I, I just don't put no feelings to the, the loss. I just kind of keep on moving. And uh, and like Daryl said, that's part of it. You mm-hmm. have You can't expect to make every perfect... Yeah. Uh, transaction to get a bunch of W's, uh, you know, for the rest of your career. And, and speaking of wins, 
Um, I know in every industry, it doesn't matter you know where you are, you, everyone hits a groove. Uh, have you ever hit that winning streak? Not like a winning streak, but like almost like a selling streak where you just felt kind of unstoppable, even if it was like you know for a month or so, but you just sold everything. Yeah, of course. I mean, you'll have you'll have a great, great you know uh, streak for a year, six a year, year and a half, two years, and then you kind of you know uh, it goes now. So when you're in that streak, you know that you know enjoy it. Yeah. You know, have fun, you know, have fun with it. And then if it subsides, that's the, that's the whole fun about it is that, you know, I got to get back there. And so, you know, it's, I, 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 when you have it, you enjoy it. You know, you, you know, you just keep going and you build on it. And, uh, and, and then when you hit a, uh, a down, you work, you, you do everything you can to get back up. So it's, you know, that's, that's the joy of it. That's why I love it. It's very challenging. Absolutely. Um, so coming from a realtor's uh, perspective, what piece of advice do you have for anyone selling a property? And what piece of advice do you have uh, for someone buying a piece of property from your perspective? I mean, the whole idea is get as much information that you can and then make a decision. Um, that's, th that's the key. Uh, uh, indec uh, indecision is is a is a is a recipe for for um, not not making a good investment or or buying a home. You know, you get as much get as much information from your realtor. Um, take uh, your realtor's uh, advice and then make a decision. Fantastic. Um, so, so as a realtor, as you, you kind of touched upon it, um, you know, you try to take a day off and, and kind of stepping away from the whole real estate thing to kind of clear your mind. Um, what are some activities or some things you kind of do to uh, de-stress, I guess, and, and kind of get away from it uh, as much as possible? Obviously, you know, you have to do your job, but uh, is there anything that you do to decompress is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm a big reader. Uh, I love it. Um, I, I like to cook. Um, I like to take um, strolls on the beach. I like to cycle. I like to buy a bicycle. So those are some of the things that I do. I mean, you know, everybody has something, but I like to, like, I really like to, to bicycle and I like to read. You know, reading is one of my, uh, pleasures. I mean, when I get a day off, uh, I just bring my stuff in a book. That's awesome. Do you have like a favorite, you know, topic or a favorite book uh, that you, you you would like to recommend to us? You know, I I read different books all the time. Right now, I picked up uh, a great book. Um, trying to think because uh, I, I read about four or five books at a time. You know, I have uh, I have open. Um, I'm just thinking now. Probably the best book I'm reading now is by Jack. Canfield is called the Success Principles, and uh, I really like that. I really like it. I'm in the middle of it, and it's a great book. That's a that's a fantastic book. Um, so so with that being said, uh, what's next for Daryl Burks? I mean, what what's what's the next five years look like for you? You know, what's the future have in store? Well, you know, the next five years is um, I you know Miami has moved into the high luxury. Uh, properties and we're beginning now to uh, work in a market that's uh, that's just 
it's it's I never thought Miami would ever get there, but we're selling uh, uh forty eight, fifty eight, hundred million dollar, hundred and fifty million dollar home. And uh and I really want to that's what I see myself doing in the next five years. Wow. Is uh, selling those type of homes to those high net worth uh individuals and uh I'm looking forward to it because it's it's gonna stretch me and also gets me to introduce to uh, people that I never thought I would ever, you know, would ever get to meet. So uh, that's what I see myself doing in the next five years. Nice. That's awesome. Um, I, I know this is just a random question. It just popped to my mind when you said, you know, those crazy numbers. I know one day I was like what they call a dream building. So I went on a website um, and looking for like the most expensive homes uh you know, for around where we live. And, uh, it didn't really get that pricey, obviously. Uh, but the biggest one, I think it was like a $10 million home. And, uh, just to ask you what, what have you ever sold a house that came with like, uh, another luxury? Because one of the the house that I found that it came, you know, it was a $10 million house. It also came with uh, his or her Bentleys. Uh, was there anything? And those are two cars. So was there? Yeah, it was just, it was absurd. The people couldn't take the cars with them. So this, you know, it was like a luxury I don't know how they, you know, how that trans, you know, transaction transpired or anything, but um, they were moving to like an island or something where they didn't need it, um, or they couldn't take them. I don't know what it was, but um, they're retiring, and the house came with two Bentleys. It was like a blue and a black uh-huh. Bentley. Did you ever sell a house that came with like an additional luxury? With with a additional luxury, you say? like a boat or <laughs> something random. Like why would why would you know how, how would? Well, how would... I mean, no, I mean, I, I, I that's what that's what that's what I want to do the next five years is, is to sell something that has that I have really never have sold anything. With you know the most luxury things that I have ever sold is uh, um, a home that had an elevator for. Um, okay in the garage and I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> whoa, oh, that is awesome. Awesome. I wasn't going to expect that. It was like elevator's cool and then he said garage I'm like, whoa. Uh, so, you know, the car would lift up to the to the second level of the home. So, wow. I I you know, I thought that was pretty cool, but that I you know, I I see some crazy stuff going on now, so I'm looking forward to see where this luxury market is is going to go. That's yeah, awesome. that's fantastic. And uh that being said, we got to stay connected because I want to hear, you know, some success stories. So we'll definitely have you back on. Uh, but before we let you go, how can people contact you and connect with you, especially if they're moving to the uh, Miami area or already in the Miami area and looking for a realtor? How can they connect with you? They can connect with me. By, uh, they can call me. My number is 305-898-8198. And that's a text number, too, you can text to. And I always answer my phone calls and my texts uh, within 24 hours. Or they can reach me on my website at DarylBurksHomes.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much. All right. So we like to end our episode with quotes, with two quotes. The first one is by Anthony Hitt, and it goes, To be successful in real estate, you must always and consistently put your client's best interests first. When you do, your personal needs will be realized beyond your greatest expectations. And the second one is by Andrew Carnegie. Uh, 90% of all millionaires become so through owning real estate, uh, which I thought was fantastic. So, uh, Daryl Burks, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate your time, your expertise, your knowledge. Um, It was absolutely a delight to have you on and uh, to get a realtor's perspective on the real estate market. was awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, Daryl. We'll talk to you. Bye-bye. 
All right, there you have it, home sweet home. In this episode, we have special guest and realtor Daryl Burks. In this episode, we discuss real estate investing, the truth about your favorite real estate reality TV show, and competitiveness of the real estate industry. We talk about the importance of negotiation skills and advice for people looking to get involved in real estate. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Anthony Hitt and Andrew Carnegie. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.